This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 115 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we talk with Lizzie Meyer, an intuitive health consultant for dogs and horses, about using various Ayurvedic oil combinations. We have some suggestions for helping dogs with thunderstorms. In critter nutrition, we focus on soil microorganisms. And in Coffee Clatch, we ask, what superpower or magical quality would you give your horse or dog? Listen in. I'm Tigger. And I'm Patty. And I'm Coach Jen, producer of this year's circus. Welcome back to Healthy Critters Radio. Quiz question today. Ding, 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 ding. Uh-oh. See, pre-show, when we're chatting about what's going to happen on a given episode, if Tigger and Patty aren't right on it and have enough to fill the time, <laughs> I come up with something. Yeah, we like that. Yeah, it's kind of like when you were a little Sometimes. kid. If if you walked over on a Saturday afternoon and you walked up to your mom and you'd say, I'm bored. <laughs> mom would come up with something know. for you to do, wouldn't she? Yes. <laughs> Clean your room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So mine always had something to do with a, a toothbrush in the bathroom on the floor. So, okay. <laughs> I'm not bored. I swear, Jen, I'm not bored. So go ahead. Ask Tigger the question. <laughs> Okay, this this is our quiz question. Uh, again, pre-show, we need to we need to have a special pre and post-show episode available for folks. Um, we were, we were chatting a little <laughs> yes. bit, catching up, and Tigger mentioned that one of her dogs was bitten by a snake. He's fine. Don't panic, everybody. But that got me to thinking about emergency kits for dogs, cats, horses, people, and especially since as we we record this episode, the east coast of the United States is being pummeled. By Hurricane Isaias. So Tigger and Patty. Tigger is going to go first. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got emergency kit, emergency supplies. Do you have an emergency kit that just lives with you? Do you have separate ones for separate types of emergencies? Do you gather things together periodically and then they gradually dissipate and then you need to do it again? All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Random crapshoot, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have one cabinet in the kitchen that is um, uh, emergency supplies, whether it's uh, um, bandages, um, homeopathics that I can give a dog or a horse for, you know, while I wait for a vet. Mm -hmm. It's bandage scissors. It's... um, Oh, so you have sort God. of a more generic for all of the pets kit that lives in the cabinet. Yes, it's for all the pets and the humans. And two of or three of my really big go-tos are Bach Flower Rescue Remedy. Always have that on hand for stress. And um, Manuka Honey and Colloidal Silver. Because you can mm. basically treat most wounds 
at least initially, um, with that. And I always have poultices on hand, always, um, you know, for the humans and the animals. Um, and I, whenever I see a sale for um, vet wrap, man, I mean, I've got boxes of that yep. stuff. Yeah, because when you because, need vet wrap, you don't need a roll of vet wrap. No, never. You always need many. Yeah, when you need vet and, wrap, you need a case of vet wrap. That's the yes, way that, wor- exa- that product works. Yes. Exactly. So I have, uh, Peter says, I have a year's supply of vet wrap. Um, whenever I see a sale, I, I buy vet wrap. And I found bandage scissors are really good to have with vet wrap. I, I don't, oh, I'm not carrying oh, it very well. So, um, and then I have some basic homeopathics. Um, and that's that's pretty much my emergency supply. All righty. Now, Tigger or hmm. P- Patty, how about you? How, how's, what's your system? What's your method? Yes. <laughs> um, well, um, similar to Tigger, I have something in the house. I always have Benadryl, um, you know, that wrap, uh, banded stuff. Um, I always do try to have Manuka honey on hand. I used to be much better about having colloidal silver. I learned from my friend Tigger that was a very good idea. I haven't been that good uh, recently. Um, But that's just like in the house. At the barn, we have um, the the barnman now, the the lady who owns the barn is very, very good at being super organized with this stuff. And she has um, like a whole kit. Of course, there's tons of that wrap in there, but there's like all sorts of different things. kind of like what you were saying, Tigger, like, in, you know, before the vet gets comes there yeah, um, or gets yeah. there if they need. Um, so, you know, sort of the same type of stuff. Like, you know, I always try beta to have, dine and, yeah, and beta good dine, to have beta you know, dine on hand and, and, yeah. uh, Oh, what's that? Um, uh, hydrogen and, and, peroxide. And, yeah. yeah. Hydrogen peroxide, obviously alcohol, um, you know, for horses, uh, animal intex, which is, um, yeah. If you get a horse with a fatter leg, it's just a, a, a um, how do you describe a tigger? It's kind of like a, a sheet. It looks kind it's of like cotton, built in, but there's a... It, yeah, it's poultice in, that's been impregnated into yeah. a leg wrap, basically, or, or yeah. a bandage. Yeah, which is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's always my go-to. I always have I always have butte. I always have banamine. I always have dex on hand, just in case. That This is for the horse, the horses, of course. Um, and, of course, you know, wh- whatever, anything's going on, you know, we always contact the vet first before we administer anything, but it's always nice to just have it. So yes. you can um, kind of help with that. But I think, let I, I think it's safe to say, and I can't wait to hear, you know, what Jen says. Yeah, me um, too. <laughs> um, but I think the number one thing that most people that have horses and dogs have on hand is vet rest. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like, if there was one thing that stuck out more than anything, like, I just always have that wrap. Because you can that yeah. wrap so many things on a dog or a horse. So, or a human. Um, or, oh, yeah, or a human. Good point. Good point. So, I, I would say my top two things that I always try to have, like. Furazone. I always have uh, at least yep, one yep, jar yep. of Furazone. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Jen. So, how about you? Can't wait. Can't wait to hear. <laughs> I, I have the permanent ongoing roll con, constantly rolling kit. Um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, for the dog, we only ever had one dog at a time. So unlike you guys who have 14 dogs a piece each, you know. Uh, okay, that's being dramatic, but close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we didn't have a lot of kit around specifically for the dog. So, so the dog kind of shared the horse's emergency kit for the most part. Um, but I, de- yeah, vet wrap always lots, especially with Nigel, who just makes a lot of bad decisions. Um, <laughs> the usuals. Um, one of the things I always keep, I'm not a betadine person, but I always have chlorhexidine mm-hmm. rinse on hand all the time. Yeah, I love cor- I love chlorhexidine, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't use um betadine unless I'm specifically instructed to by the veterinarian because it it damages the living tissue and encourages scarring. So I'm not about that because my horse makes a lot of bad decisions and I just assume they not show up later in life. True. Um, yeah, he sticks his legs in places he shouldn't stick his legs. The one thing I do struggle with though is because my kit lives out of doors in central Florida. Not all medical supplies do well in the heat. No. So the one thing I have found, I have the Aluma spray. It's Aluma spray. Oh, I it's love the that, stuff that yeah. everybody uses now that that the spray on Fear Zone is gone. But Aluma spray, I keep that out there because it will keep. It never go. It doesn't go bad sitting there in the in the cabinet like. Uh, like manuka honey, sorry, a week it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, you get out, right? Yeah, uh, and I like I like having things that I don't have to go to the house for. Gotcha. You know, I have extras in the house. The house is a separate kit. <laughs> it's like these are the things that are that are perishable. <laughs> they live in the house. Always keep poultice on hand. Yeah, um, yeah, and tons of right. tons of yeah. tons of babies. Always have a box of of diapers. I found those are really handy yeah, to yeah. wrap the yeah, feet that's, that's, and stuff. Yeah, wrap the feet. Or if you ha- if you have a degloving injury, if you mm-hmm. s- if you slather the cream based med on the inside of the diaper and slap it over the degloving injury, you can get that sub sucker covered up and supported in an emergency until the vet can get there. And I found it to be very effective because then you just throw it away because it's going to be trashed. Right, putting a a leg wrap directly over it. I learned that because had a horse deglove his entire cannon bone one time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was exciting. And I didn't know about that. Yeah. You know, it, it worked out well. The vet got him all patched up and, and uh, only had a little tiny scar from it, but lesson learned. There is ice inside of snow drifts. People just beware. (laughs) There's what the, there was a snow drift. And we had sunshine, so mm-hmm. you know how snow gets that thin layer of ice on top? Uh-huh. Just a thin, glassy layer, and then it snowed again. And then it got sunny, thin layer. So it was it was a lasagna of ice sheets inside of the snow. Oh. And he stuck his leg down through it just perfectly. And then when he took it out, uh. kind of left the hide behind. There you go. Wow. So, so you guys keep kind of a, a rolling constant. This stuff's always on hand. Is there one thing that you keep in your cabinet? We'll ask Patty this one first. Is there one thing you keep in your cabinet that you cannot give up, but you've never used? That I've never huh. used. That's a good question. Um, well, because I feel like if, at, at home, at home, I always try, I mean, like I was trying to, uh, but I've never used. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say sort of a yes, but maybe not. Um, which is, I know a dumb thing. Um, I, at home, I always had Benadryl in a pill form and a spray form, just in case something happens to the, you know, the dogs and I need, they need Benadryl. Um, but I, the reason I say kind of yes and no is I can't remember the last time I. Oh, don't say it. Don't say that. it. Don't say it. Cause fact, if you do, somebody's going to eat a B. Yep. Don't say it. And I'm <laughs> grateful for that. <laughs> How about you, Tigger? I, I don't think so. Um, maybe Pepto-Bismol. I, I recall seeing uh, a yeah. jar of it in there. I don't think I've ever used it, but I got it for, I guess, some, some reason. But I've never used it. Interesting. See, our first greyhound was a Pepto-Bismol dog. That was many, many years ago, but I also have Pepto-Bismol in there, and I have not used it in many, many a year. Yeah, I think if I looked Mm -hmm. at the expiration date, it would be in the garbage. Interesting. Fun. Well, fun chat, ladies. Yes. And we have a really good show ahead. We do. Coming up, we're going to be chatting with, with whom? Yeah, Lizzie Meyer. Tell me about Lizzie. Right. Yeah. Lizzie is a uh, a health consultant. She's an intuitive health consultant for dogs and horses, and she and I have worked together for 10 years. And I, I love her because she thinks out of the box, and she tries things out of the box. And we kind of work together the- on, on uh, experiments. Cool. <laughs> and she's been on the show before, so it's nice to have her back. Yes, it is. And she's got great energy, so let's yeah. let's go get Lizzie. And I'm happy to say that we're here today with my good friend Lizzie Meyer, who is an intuitive health consultant for dogs and horses. And Lizzie and I um, are like two mad scientists together. We've we've worked together uh, at least for a decade, um, most all of it long distance. And uh, as I find her uh, inspiration, she finds me also an inspiration. So we start uh, bopping ideas off of each other. And what do you know? We're down different rabbit holes, but we come up and communicate with each other about what's going on in your rabbit hole. So (laughs) uh, don't you think that's a good way to describe it, Lizzie? That's spot on. (laughs) Absolutely agree. (laughs) So... um, if you listen to our last show, I shared my adventures with Brahmi oil. And Lizzie, who is a Healthy Critters listener, uh, heard that and went, I think this is something I need to try. So as I was experimenting with Brahmi oil, she started experimenting with Brahmi oil. So Lizzie, what what has been your um, experience with Brahmi oil so far? Well, so far, um, I guess in the beginning, I really wasn't sure exactly what it, it, you know, what it was or what to buy. There seemed to be some, you know, I I just thought I'm going to have to experiment with this for myself. And then of course, see if this applies to any of my animals. 
So I bought some from Banyan Botanicals and the coconut oil base, and I just started using it on my feet and um, on my scalp um, just after a shower, and I found that it was so cooling and it is so darn hot here in Texas. And, and I was, my itchy skin was going away. My eczema was decreasing rapidly on my finger. Um, and I was sleeping so soundly mm-hmm. and my mind was really clear. And I really thought this is, I wanted to think it was too good to be true, but I kept going with it every night. And I felt a little self-indulgent, honestly, massaging my feet with oil (laughs) at night. (laughs) I know. But it was amazing. And I just kept doing it. So, yeah, it just, I mean, it's like you feel the heat just pouring through Out of your body. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and it's just so I look forward to it. After I've taken a shower at the end of the day, I'm so excited that I can sit down. Now I apply Brahmi oil to my arms, to my legs, to my knee. (laughs) Not every available surface, but virtually. And the difference in the skin, in my skin, has just been, like, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then I had this opportunity, as the universe loves to give me at certain times. Um, but I got to try it with one of my dogs who had, he's had some chronic orthopedic issues and back issues. And it's kind of in the, in the middle of a, um, recovery from a recent back episode that was quite severe. And he tends to run very dry and, Ayurvedic speak so he's more vata which is that air element and the wind and so he's he's a very hypersensitive dog and um, very hypersensitive to pain as well and I just had this thought what if I you know try the Brahmi oil along his spine just a couple of teaspoons and of course I tried it and then I later checked my herbal references for animals and it was perfectly fine if he you know licked some of it off and the coconut oil I was okay with him having a little of that but just the amount of heat that was coming off of his spine where he actually had the the issue was incredible and this is a dog that does not love body work and I was just just you know basically syringing this oil you know kind of underneath his hair trying to keep it sort of tidy and I gave up quickly on that <laughs> but I, I just I just kind of get a, he's sort of like a grease pig right now because he's had twice a day Brahmi oil massages for about just under a week um but it's it's made the I love different the syringe my oh. after after Lizzie told me about this, I went, okay, I'm going to apply this to one of my dogs. What do I do? Pour it into my hand, rub it like it's a horse. <laughs> no syringe. No. <laughs> I've since given up on the syringe. I'm okay, pretty good. good at what is what does two teaspoons look like now? But but it, it was so interesting because I could feel the muscular tension decreasing. He would go into this deep sleep and he would stretch out on his side and then he would lift his head and just start kissing me 
and then just lay back down and, and want more. And so, um, and then I did another experiment by um, sort of accident. I was away and I didn't do it one time on one day. And this dog was so tight. His whole gait was off. Um, he was, it was like, oh no, what, what did we not do today? And I quickly just, I warmed up the brownie oil thinking if I warm it, it's going to be absorbed faster. But of course I haven't tried this on myself yet. So I just warmed it up on the stove and a little bit of water and tested it on my wrist and dumped it in my hand and just started massaging his back. Instant, instant relief. And he, you know, then he wants to go for a walk and everything's good. So that made me, you know, want to dig into this a little bit more. And it's, it's so well known for being anti-inflammatory and it's great for pain relief and um, good as like a nerving or a nerve tonic. Um, great for the brain. Yeah. And I was just, you know, and then I found this piece that said, you know, oil is, it means love in um, Sanskrit, right? Tigger? Yep. Yep. And so all I could think about, I wasn't thinking about healing his back or fixing anything. It was just love, just thinking about love and just going into that and just thinking about, you know, calm vata. It grounds all of that air and wind. And it's just so supportive for this type of healing. And, you know, and then the other little thing I learned was to take him for a little leash walk for a few minutes after the massage that way it would soak in a little bit better so um finn is a big fan of brahmi <laughs> at this point <laughs> but but then then you took the next step in the journey to ghee and and for our listeners <laughs> ghee is clarified butter it's one of the very basic foods in Ayurveda. Um, you can get it at any health food store. Um, and ghee is used in in traditional Ayurveda as a kind of carrier. So it, it's not uncommon that a practitioner, if you needed help with a particular plant, would have you mix it with ghee or would give you a preparation that had the herb and the ghee mixed together. So taking that as a prelude, um, Lizzie <laughs> yeah. went, went on her ghee adventure. I did. Had a very interesting ghee adventure. Um, and, and this dog, thankfully, has he's been used to a high-fat diet his whole life. So uh, licking off whatever amount has been fine with him, um, just, just so the listeners know. But he, you know, I wanted to see what would be the difference between the Brahmi oil and just plain ghee because I wanted the the Brahmi ghee but I kind of didn't know where to look at that point so I just warmed up some ghee that I eat and I used literally one teaspoon that's five mils for those who <laughs> need to use a syringe <laughs> but I was I was amazed that's the vet tech in you 
That is, and it's dying. It's dying very slowly. I kind of wish it would just go. But but this this ghee, I mean, it felt so different than the Brahmi. It, it's like it soaked in even better. Mm. And it's like my fingers were gliding a little bit more along his spine and kind of in the divot between the vertebrae on top. And he definitely went into a deeper sleep um, with the ghee. And even though I used half the amount, um, he especially liked it kind of around his sacrum. And I, he's had issues there and he's had cruciate issues. This dog has had a lot of orthopedic stuff. So I kind of just rubbed the residue from my hand on the sort of areas that I know are arthritic. And I mean, it's like it moisturized him from the inside out that he typically is one of these dry dogs that just, you can hear his joints kind of cracking and creaking and popping, especially in his back. He's been that way for a long time. He is not doing that since this oil slash ghee uh, experiment. Wow. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. It's almost like it's hydrating. Well, it is it's hydrating the tissues. It's soaking in and hydrating them on this other level that I definitely can't explain at this point. But I also did order a couple of other geese, um, the bronze geese, the same idea as the oil, but just in a ghee. And this is, you know, you can take it orally or use it externally. And the, the Brahmi ghee, I'm actually feeding him a small amount and um, really happy with that. And um, I'm trying the ashwagandha ghee because he was already taking ashwagandha. Um, that, that has actually been a favorite as well because I ran into a bit of an issue, which was Finn is always very dry and very hot. <laughs> he actually was getting very, very cool. Like he wanted huh. to be on his back on track pad or he wanted the back on track blanket. And I thought this is weird. It's he's too cool. So <laughs> ashwagandha is a little bit warming. So I just yeah. started using that a little bit on his back. Totally balanced. So it's it's really fun because it's like an opportunity to read the dog on a different level mm-hmm. and do something that they love. But it's it's not a band-aid. I mean, you're, you're helping them to heal on a very deep level. And for him to continually let me do body work with him, even in this very light, intentional way is, I mean, he's never allowed this. This is, wow. this is very, very big for Finn to allow. So he's just always been a very, uh, kind of a no touch or limited touch kind of dog. So now you tried the ghee on a horse. I did. I did. You're referring to the honey in the ghee experiment. Uh Mm -hmm. So yes, I have um, one of my um, equine elders has a sore um, on his penis actually. And I sent pictures to the vet and just said, what, you know, what do we want to do with this? Because it was kind of popped up. Suddenly, it was more like it really does look like a sore. Um, and so, of course, I, you know, cleaned his sheath. Um, and then I thought, what am I going to put on this 
on such a delicate area that's not going to irritate and not going to draw bugs. And I had read about um, a mixture of raw honey and ghee. So I warmed up the ghee and I put the honey in there, kind of 50-50-ish. And, um, you know, I just just put put a coating of that all over the lesion. And the next morning, I mean, this horse is, he's, he's 30 and he's just like, you know, he's nickering at me. He's looking really perky. He's, you know, he dropped and showed me the lesion. It's much calmer, definitely much calmer looking. Um, no reaction around the sheath. No, no, nothing. Wow. But I was concerned that, you know, after cleaning it, it was going to be too dry and that would irritate the sore. So I think this combination is actually uh-huh. a pretty good one. So I just focused on putting it mostly on the lesion and not, you know, just everywhere. So, so, so how many days has he been, how you, have you been treating him? Um, kind of as he allows. So it's been a couple of times. I, I kind of, I just watch it. And if it looks like it needs, you know, needs something then I put a fine layer on it, but I'm trying not to over treat it. And I just want to give it a little bit of time, see if it keeps decreasing in size. And it's definitely less um, uncomfortable. So, so yeah, that was, was a definite experiment. Um, can't wait to tell Beth about that one. But <laughs> biopsy it, you know, freeze it. And I said, let me, let me just try some stuff first, and then we'll talk about that. So, what other applications do you think for horses are is out there with with ghee or with brahmi uh, and coconut? Oh gosh, I think there are a lot. Um, I need like a gallon of brahmi oil with coconut just to experiment with the horses I have, but I I feel like it's I'm, I'm using it on another horse who's had some chronic sacrum issues and nerve, what I think is nerve pain. And um, I noticed with the warm Brahmi ghee, I mean, it was like two tablespoons that I even used. It, it soaked in um, her skin. I mean, there was hardly a residue after just massaging wow. it in above the sacrum. And she really seemed to like it. She was yawning and chewing a lot. So my thought is that if it can lubricate tissues, even on an energetic level, I, you know, I don't understand it all the way yet, but if it can do that and if it can soothe the nerves, I see a lot of possibilities for yep. horses that have chronic nerve type stuff. And she's got a lot of bone spurs and, Things that are worse when the weather is hot and dry, um, I just feel like um, that could be an interesting use. Um, I've only done it a, a few times with her, so I don't really have a conclusion yet other than mm-hmm. she loves it. And um, there's, I mean, there there are quite a few writings in that um, Ayurvedic uh, veterinary text on on um, Brahmi or Bacopa 
for animal use. I mean, there's, there's so many possibilities with it. Yeah, I'm wondering with feet, you know, because we, we apply it to our feet. Mm-hmm. I wonder about applying it to the coronet band. That'd be very interesting. Uh-huh. You'll have to let me know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm That's thinking with idea. dogs, I, I think, um, I think applying it to these, these, you know, stifles and cruciate areas, um, and even the dysplasia dogs. Yeah, I, I think those are all great ideas. It's, I, I would just make sure it's in the coconut base, um, and also that the dogs used to having, you know, they're going to lick it off. So yeah. be careful with the amount you put on, not to create an issue with that. But I mean, really it does soak in very well. And, um, I think it, it does provide, I mean, it's, it's, if nothing else, it's an opportunity to do something with your dog that they love mm-hmm. and that, you know, it's one-on-one you, you cannot be uh, texting or really even handling your phone because your hands are completely just completely oiled <laughs> at, the, yes. at the end of this. Um, but it's, it's, you know, I, I think it's great. And I'm seeing, you know, good things with dry skin and, you know, just, you know, since kind of an itchy dog, so that's decreasing. And it's, I think it works on a level that, we don't quite understand or that I definitely don't understand at this point. But you you explained that you had eczema on a finger. I did. I did. And that eczema is gone. And I've been dealing with that for months with acupuncture and body work. And it's all helped. Everything has helped. Chinese herbs, they've all helped. But it would continually come back. And... So after the Brahmi oil between using it on thin twice a day and my own feet, um, I just noticed my hands aren't itching and all of that eczema skin is gone and it's wow. just new skin growing in. Wow. And I am just really happy about that. So that was a real pain, um, especially in the heat and working with your hands. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. My my sister has eczema so badly she she can't wear any rings and it's gotten oh. because of of um disinfecting her hands so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's just made it like wickedly worse. Yeah, and you know and it for me it was a high pitta so mm-hmm. What so it's fire and water so hot and this is pitta season summer. Yes, it is all the heat, and so eczema in the type that I had was more of that type, and the Brahmi oil calms pitta, so it's pulling the heat out of your system. So that decrease, and then the absence of the eczema is saying your pitta is better. That's how I'm interpreting it. Because it's gone. It's completely gone. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I um, think I think Brahmi and uh, Ghee are tremendous uh, tools in the proverbial toolbox to help our animals and to help ourselves. And um, I, I, I've become a raving fan of Brahmi oil. I I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine going an evening without it. And there's I I understand what you mean about when you spend time. Working it into your own feet, it almost seems like, God, what a self-centered thing to do. And and as I, I've told you, when you go back to ancient times, one of the most respectful things in, in, in many cultures was to anoint someone's feet with oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So I, for me, it's almost like a prayer. When I'm working the Brahmi in, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm very filled with gratitude, and so it doesn't feel so self-indulgent. It feels more like self-care. It is. It's a good description, Tigger. It is self-care, and and what Finn has kind of shown me in this whole this time of recovering from his back injury, it's, you know, taking care of all of these animals. I've got a lot of special needs animals. And, you know, if if we aren't taking care of ourselves, how are we going to take the best care of them? And it sounds so basic, but just taking five or 10 minutes to to (laughs) work on your own feet is it it changes perspective for a it lot does. of things it does and especially because you know you can do this with lotion or whatever but it does not feel the same you it do doesn't. It, your <laughs> mind does not feel the same you don't know it, it's completely different experience so, I, I feel very zen i feel everything at peace i am not worried i'm not cons- all that goes away when i right i apply brahmi to myself right and i sleep great and i have wonderful dreams it it really it's it's a pretty amazing oil um yeah so lizzie you have to come back and let us know what it's like to put it on one of your chickens because i'm i've got a hunch that one of your oh, chickens no. is going to be Brahmi oil. <laughs> it better not be my rooster is all I have to say. <laughs> He's like 20 pounds. So. Holy yeah. crow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so. I put poultice on a chick when I was experimenting with our poultices before they we brought them on the market. Um, I would put them on the chicken's feet. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so, this. Yes, it was pretty funny. Uh, well, oh thank you boy. so much for coming on Healthy Critters, and um, thanks for for sharing your adventures and and being my compatriot in the um, uh, it, it, the adventures in in herbs and food and and healing our animals. So, thank oh, you, thank you. I appreciate it. Hello, everyone. Are you there? You didn't get blown over or possibly crushed by a house? <laughs> we no. Yeah, that would be Dorothy from the Oz. <laughs> that would be Dorothy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> 
So Hedwig. How may I help you? Well, Hedwig, we want to know. Uh At least two of the three people who hang out on this show a lot are a little bit obsessed with superheroes and superpowers (laughs) and a little bit of magic here and there. Uh So we wanted to know what magical quality or superpower would Hedwig like to have? Other than the extreme cuteness and charm with which I am already endowed? Yeah, that doesn't count as superpower or magic. Totally does that's if you're a, as amazing that's as just me. That's a fact. That's just a fact. That's right. That's not magic. That's just a fact. That's, that's a fact, a fact Jack. That's just a fact. All right. Well, I think that I would like to be able to fly. Because then I would not need the jet that no one is purchasing me. <laughs> and I would be able to go wherever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And I would be able to look down on everything from such a great height. And I would be able to carry snacks with me. And I would have a snack while I was flying. It would be amazing. Would you be on a broomstick? No, ah! but thank you for asking, Tigger. <laughs> Oh, How's your dog? I just, I just, <laughs> oh, no. I just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what doesn't happen to Pomeranians? Getting bitten by snakes. Well, yeah, they're probably not too appealing to a snake. <laughs> Actually, the vet said that it's the small dogs that they have to use anti venine they don't, they, they really, if they get bitten by a poisonous snake, they're in deep, deep, deep kimchi. Well, right, but I am not going to go outside and wander about in a weird way. <laughs> aimless way. It, it wasn't aimless. The snake was right outside the back door. Well, just saying. Karma is difficult sometimes. <laughs> so, so Hedwig, in, in your power of flying, would you like to have the old school fly at a reasonably low altitude and take in the wonders of the earth? Or would you like to do the a little bit more high tech supersonic get from California to New York? Like Superman. Yeah. Which one do you? Which one are you going for? I want to do apparition, like from Harry Potter. I want oh, to be able to. Apparate. You're going to apparate, are you? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And have a little flu powder. <laughs> no, no, no flu powder. That didn't sound as much fun. Now, you when can't you, just when go you, wherever you want. You have to go on the flu network. It would be much better to apparate. Yeah. When you apparate, what color is your little swoosh going to be? Is it going to be that? Kind of dark purple. Is it going to be purple? Okay, because I, you know, you have the Death Eaters. They're kind of black, and then you have, yeah, you know, I'm totally not a Death Eater. Dumbledore's kind of gray. You're <laughs> going with purple. I think that's a good choice. I I agree with purple. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go down the rabbit hole, that is a Harry, Harry Potter. Potter fandom. Thank you very much for your time this evening, Hedwig. And <laughs> yeah. please, uh, yeah, and stay safe because stay you're safe. in the. You're in the hurricane winds and yes. rain. and You're being hurricaned mess. upon. And keep your head yes. down, okay? I will. I will. Thank you so much.
Tegapedia section of our program, and I've had a lot of people uh, recently um, ask me about um, dogs that are afraid of thunderstorms. And Tigger, I thought this was a, just a, a good thing um, to ask you because I know that you um, really can provide some help for this. There, you know, there are a couple of different, you know, once one thing doesn't help all dogs. I'll, I'll say that right, right, right off the bat. So, um, thunder shirts work for some dogs don't help others at all. Um, Biostar's Theracom canine (coughs) helps some dogs, doesn't help others. CBD helps some dogs, Mm -hmm. doesn't help others. So you kind of have to find what works for your dog. And the thing about an an oral uh, application like Theracom or um, CBD is the timing of it. So that's been a big question that people have asked me is, you know, the the time frame in which you can give an oral application. Um, And I, you know, I know from my experience with um, my own family and my dogs um, that the Theracomas work great, but, but, can you give it again? What about the CBD oil? So how do you, how do you work that out? So again, it's, you've got to be a little bit of a, uh, experimenter. Uh, I can speak to both CBD and Theracom. You need to give them a good 30 minutes before the storm comes. Cause if you give okay. it, when you hear the first thunder, you're too late. Because the, okay, so both those products yeah, okay. are going to take 30 minutes. The CBD may be a, a slightly faster, but the dog is already in the cycle of stress. So, um, But is it still at that point, is it still good to give it? It depends on how you know, overwrought the dog gets. So it's really, it's, it's okay. So some of that, that part can be a little bit, trial and error yes and you can you know let's just say it's a medium-sized dog and you give it two um little theracom cookies and Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't reduce the stress enough you can give Mm -hmm. another one Mm -hmm. or two okay because that that's that's good to know um okay and how about with cbd oil same with the cbd Okay. And I don't know. I, 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 I've only ever had one dog and it was years ago that had trouble with storms, but my daughter and my son-in-law have um, a dog that really um, struggles and they live in Florida uh, with, with the storms coming in and they have used Theracom, but they like, they know the weather, they plan ahead yeah, and they give it to him ahead of time. It's really been a big deal, and I think that's the hardest thing in this. Is I have a very good friend that has a a, a dog that developed problems later. I mean, she's four years old, and now she's having problems um, with storms in the last like six months. And I think the biggest thing is that when someone goes through this, so if you you know I'm, I'm on top of the book because I 
always thinking about horses going out and whatever. But a lot of people don't even really think about it. And I think that the difficulty is, you know, how to prepare for it. And then once they're in the midst of it, then what, you know, how, how you deal with it. Tigger, have you ever used the Thunder shirts? I haven't had have a dog that needed a Thunder shirt, but I do okay. know people who have used the Thunder shirt and had good success with it and others that it didn't help. Yeah. Okay. And and so for the listeners that don't know what that is, it's kind of a compression yeah. um, suit. It's thing. a tight sweater. Yeah, suit. Yeah. It's a tight sweater. Because, Jen, you had some success with that, right? Yes. We had a thunder shirt for our second Greyhound, Glory, who was very much afraid of all loud sounds in, in the universe. And the thunder shirt helped. But as Tigger mentioned earlier in the conversation, if we didn't put it on until the loud sounds were obvious to us, it was much less effective. It was one of those things that if we, if we saw her walking around the house, looking the tiniest bit worried, that means she heard the thunder already and Uh we didn't and we'd better get it on Right. right away. And it did help. She got to the matter of fact, I think there's a little bit of classic conditioning in that she would get her, her thunder shirt on and she would st- she would kind of go over to get it on. And I think it's benefit was amplified because she had worn it many times before and associated it with feeling better to begin with. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, we all, and yeah. she well, also, yeah. she also sure. lived on Theracom because if, if we had extended thunderstorms we're in Florida, so sometimes we'd have thunder for hours and hours and hours, or we would have, Loud music next door for many hours. Um, yeah, we have a loud music next door. Uh, and then we would also mm. give her her Thunder shirt and her Theracom. Theracom. And okay. it definitely helped. The Theracom was that kind of thing that, okay, she was, she was okay. She could, she could suffer through with just the Thunder shirt. But if it was for an extended period of time, it was the Theracom too. And again, we had to get it, we had to get right on it. Don't wait until she's panting. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think what's important to um, talk about is if it is an extended period of time that you can re you can give more Theracom, you can give more. um, Absolutely. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, I think that that was uh, the, the question that, that was presented to me is, you know, you know, I, I, what do I do if this doesn't work? And I guess, you know, it, I think that's always going to be the biggest question for somebody is, you know, can I overdo something? And that's the great thing about BioStars products is that, um, you know, you, you always have an outlet to find out these answers, but also, um, I mean, you, you can, is is there, is there a recommend, is there, is there, is it ever too much? And that's the thing that I don't know. Like, is is it ever like, not that I know. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's good to know. Um, so, cause I know a lot of people deal with this and it, it's an, a later onset for, um, some people in how to deal with this, but, um, I'd, I'd be very interested in knowing if any of our listeners have dealt with this and how they've, handled 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 this um 
with their own dogs because it, I mean, it can be, it, you know, you can be sleeping in the middle of the night and then have the dog can be completely, uh, you know, restless and, um, and unsettled and how, how do you deal with it? And so I think these are, these are a lot of good alternatives and, um, some good answers. So thank you guys for helping with that. No problem. So now we're at Critter Nutrition, and the topic today is soil microorganisms as probiotics. And one of the reasons I wanted to um, talk about this is that Biostar just released a new canine probiotic called Symbiota Canine, which includes the soil, uh, beneficial soil microorganisms. So to understand this better, Let's think about the role of dirt in a dog's life. Dogs love dirt, just like wolves do. They roll in the dirt, they dig in the dirt, they splash in muddy water, they drink from mud puddles. There are important health advantages to getting dirty and exposing the body system to soil-based microbes and fungi. Before the invention of commercial dog food, dogs were exposed to dirt through their food. Dogs ate scraps, hunted for small prey, and like humans, were constantly exposed to the bacteria in soils. Farm dogs and dogs that spend time in forests and fields hiking with their humans are exposed to the soil-based microbes and fungi, as well as the humic and fulvic acids that are the principal components of hummus, peat, soil organic matter, and decayed organic matter. Dogs roll in dirt, which exposes their skin and hair biome to the microbes and fungi. They lick their muddy paws, transferring the soil microbes to their gut. Our present-day sort of sterile living environments without exposure to many beneficial bacteria have led some researchers to link the rise in allergies in both humans and dogs to lack of bacterial diversity in the in the GI tract. Many dogs are not regularly exposed to healthy soils. Chemical fertilizers used routinely on lawns affect the microbiome of the soil itself. You you may get a green lawn, but the soil itself is lacking important bacteria, fungi, and humic acids. Pesticide and herbicide applications affect the microbiome of the soil. A dandelion-free lawn often results in unhealthy soil because the beneficial bacteria are directly affected. Healthy soil is brimming with life. Healthy soil has bacteria, fulvic and humic acids, and fungi that all play a crucial role in plant and soil vitality. Those who grow organic food, be it home gardeners or farmers, know the absolute necessity of healthy soil and how to nourish it without harmful synthetic chemicals. Certain soil-based organisms are of the strain bacillus. They work in concert in the soil to help plants thrive by metabolizing plant material, synthesizing vitamins, enzymes, antioxidants, and fighting pathogens. These beneficial strains also perform similar functions in the GI tract of mammals and humans. 
These specific bacillus strains support the beneficial bacteria in the gut, including lactobacillus and bifidus bacteria. Bacillus strains are resistant to the acids of the stomach and can survive intact in the small intestine and colon. This is unlike the lactobacillus and bifidus probiotic strains that are easily destroyed by gastric acids and need to be enteric coated or microencapsulated to make their way through the stomach to the small intestine and colon. Bacillus are not as sensitive to temperature as lactobacillus and bifidus and do not need refrigeration. Bacillus metabolize resistant dietary starches. These are known as postbiotics. Postbiotics have demonstrated anti-inflammatory activities and immunomodulary functions. Bacillus strains of soil-based organisms are not only found in dirt and on plants, but also in fermented foods. Popular foods from around the world, such as the Japanese product NATO, are, are full of these soil-based organism strains. Humic and fulvic acids are found in healthy soils like hummus, as well as sediments, reed sedge peat, lignite, large bodies of water, and resin seeping through rocks. These organic acids, which support healthy plants, also support gut health of mammals and humans. Fulvic acids bind nutrients and transport them in the body. This action supports efficiency of digestion with less undigested nutrients. The result is firmer stools. Fulvic acids also supports homeostasis of the microbiome in the gut. Research has pointed to fulvic acid's ability to stabilize the tight junctions of the gut. These tight junctions are the gatekeepers regulating absorption of micronutrients. Dysfunction of tight junctions leads to increased gut permeability, which has been recognized as a step in the path of chronic inflammatory diseases such as IBD, which is inflammatory bowel disease. The inclusion of shaga mushrooms. Known in traditional Chinese medicine as the builder of, of qi, tonifies the kidneys, the spleen, and the liver. Shaga is also used as a shen tonic. Shen is the spiritual radiance in every being. Shen resides in the heart, helping to maintain calmness and stability. Shaga is often used as a balancing, supporting, and regulating tonic. So Biostar's new canine probiotic formula, Symbiota, incorporates the, the probiotic soil-based organisms with fulvic and humic acids and shaga mushrooms. It's basically a replication of the ecosystem of healthy, vital, and nourishing soil. It's in a liquid, ensuring fast delivery. You can give it directly into your dog's mouth or add to your dog's food. Coming in uh, September will be the equine version of Symbiota. And if you want to learn more about the soil microorganisms and how to make your own soil at home, uh, in your lawn, in your pastures healthier, 
we have a webinar on healthy soil um, on Tuesday, 7 p.m., August 11th. And it's a webinar. You can find out more at biostarus.com. Find us on Facebook. And we have a premier um, soil man, uh, Kevin from New Country Organics, who has spent years and years studying and applying um, really basic tips on keeping the soil healthy. So maybe you don't need to use Symbiota. You can just let your dogs and horses roll in the dirt and eat the dirt a little, and you're taking care of their microbiome. So now we're at Coffee Clatch, and the question is, what superpower or magical quality would you give your horse or dog? I will start off uh, with one of my dogs, um, Keen. Okay, well, um, well, before we continue, though, uh, for folks who are not regular listeners, tell us who Keen is. Keen is my 10-month-old Australian Shepherd. All right. Poppy. He's the poppy. He's the poppy. He's the poppy. And he would very much like to have Superman's X-ray vision. Because oh, that's funny. he really loves to track uh, wild animals. And that includes squirrels, deer, raccoons. The, the problem is, is the sight of a dog doesn't always encompass things that blend in. So he told me that he would really like x-ray vision so that he could see those little critters and be able to go chase them off the farm. <laughs> so he he wants to be able to spot them wherever they hide. Yes. Yeah, he thinks Superman's x-ray vision is pretty cool power to have. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. How about you, okay. Poppy? Well, you know, I have a lot of dogs to choose from, but it, I was thinking about all of my animals and and the one that stuck out for me was um, Ketch, who is um, by the same breeder as Keen. <laughs> um, and he is a uh, uh, almost two-year-old Australian Shepherd. And he is, he, he wants to be invisible. <laughs> and he wants to be invisible because he wants to be invisible. Uh, and I was going to say the invisible cloak, but I was like, uh, cause I know some of like the whole Harry <laughs> Potter stuff, but he, but, but I'm not going to go there. But my point is, is that he, he would like to be invisible because he really, every day of his life, gets up and wants to be an incredibly good boy. But he's also two. And he's kind of <laughs> the youngest. And, he, and you know, and he, and he, like, gets in a little bit of trouble and he goes, oh, mom, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, the minute you say, hey, what are you doing? It's not, you know, you, you know don't, don't be doing that. And he's like, oh, right, 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 right. Sorry, 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 sorry. So he's always trying to do the right thing, but I think that he would love to be invisible for just a moment in time. So, so he could be naughty. I, yeah. And it's not bad. Not, it's not like real, real naughty, but he wants to go chase the deer or he wants to sniff the tire or not come when I call him because he's his big thing right now is he likes to really smell things. So he would just like to be invisible so they can't actually find him doing the things that he really shouldn't be doing. Because he really 
doesn't want to be doing it because he wants to do the right thing because that's what mom wants. And um, so, yeah, he'd love to be invisible. Just for just for a minute. Not, Invisibility not, not cloak long. for him. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be the cloak, right? That's that would right. be the cloak. Yeah, so it would definitely be the cloak. Okay. Absolutely. He's proud of me. Look at you. Impressive. Right? Now, I have to say that Buckaroo uh, wants to be able to catch, to cast spells. All of them? All the spells? Ah. He wants to be a master spell. He wants his own wand. He just wants to be a wizard, period, huh? Yes, absolutely. Because Mm. he has... He has some very specific enemies he would like to address with some spells. That would be the coyotes, uh, the hunting dogs that come through, and um, he'd like to see less of the FedEx guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, they're dumb. FedEx people are dumb, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, he he would like to be able to cast some spells. There we go. Maybe he's a squib. Maybe he really is a wizard and just doesn't have any powers. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and how about Nigel? <gasps> Nigel. One of his many nicknames is Big Lumbering Oaf. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Nigel would like to have the magical power to be light on his feet and dance like Gene Kelly. Wow. Oh, I love that. Yes. He he wants to be light and athletic and clever on his feet, but alas, he is not. <laughs> so oh. Buckaroo needs to cast a spell on Nigel yes. to make him light on his feet like Fred Astaire. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what he does. Oh, that's nice. Like it. So we want to hear. We want to hear about yes, what magical about magical dog. powers or superpower your horse or dog needs to have, and how or can wants they tell us to have. or wants to have? Doesn't need mm. it. He wants it. I, I I was wondering also what magical powers they think they already have. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, I want to I think we sh- we should hear from folks and and find out what their That would be fun. So are. send us a postcard. Yeah, what should they send it to? <laughs> 1 Cleveland Street, Gordonsville, Virginia 22942. And by the way, if you're wondering, where can I get a postcard? Cuz you know, we don't have them sitting around anymore. Go to your local Cracker Barrel. They sell postcards there. Oh, wow. You didn't know, did you? I make my own. (laughs) Well, you know, you could do that, too. Instead of going out and purchasing a postcard, just take the envelope from your most recent auto insurance bill that you pay online, but they still send you a bill in an envelope. Take that envelope and address it to Tigger at Biostar US uh, 1 Cleveland Street. Yes, you could do that, but you can also, if you like to take pictures with your phone, <gasps> you can go to Shutterfly and order little postcards of your favorite photo. Of your horse with his superpower. That, yes! Uh, I love it. 
I love it. Well, it's been another great show, everybody. Does our lovely guest, Lizzie Meyer, have a website or Facebook page where people can find her? She does. She has a Facebook page, but not a website. And do you know what that Facebook page is called? Whole Horse Consulting. There you go. Check it out. All right. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Okie doke. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. <laughs> <laughs>